0: Good day to you, good morning, good evening, whatever time of day it is, whatever time you choose to listen to this podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones here with you on the Act of Worship podcast. And I am thrilled to be continuing through this psalm project. And I I can't believe um, (laughs) that we have made it this far. Uh, We are in Psalm 123 today. Um, I have finished Psalm 124. So we have six uh 26 psalms left. It is it seems like not that long ago I was just beginning this project and really it has been a while. It'll be nearly a two-year project. Um but as I've mentioned before, Psalms 123 and 124 are both part of the Psalms of Ascent or the Songs of Ascent and they would have been utilized in Israel's festivals, and so therefore they hold a purpose, a liturgical purpose, and uh, one that is very evident in many of their texts and um, uh, and thematic content. Well, Psalm one twenty three is no different. The last two verses of this psalm; it is only four verses, and the last two show us that this prayer arises from a situation of distress and persecution. Let me read for you the the four verses of Psalm 123. Obviously, my commentary is going to be short. The setting is short as well, but it turned out to be really a gorgeous uh, setting, a very meditative setting of Psalm 123. Let me read for you the text of Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. So the psalmist obviously wrote this in a time of distress and persecution from uh, people who, who he thought had wronged him. Um, Some translations, rather than using the term servants, now now I'm reading from the ESV, some translations instead of servants will use slaves, and realistically that is probably a better translation. And in the musical setting, I chose to go with the word slaves rather than servants, Um, um, what, I, what I did there is link it more to New Testament writings and themes by doing that. Um, in the New Testament, when the word doulos is used, it is slave. However, many English translations have chosen to use the words servant or bond servant. When Paul says, I, a servant or a bond servant of Christ... Usually the word is dulas and it is slave. And there are, uh, I believe, 11 different words that are that could be translated as servant in the New Testament, and none of them are Dulas. Dulas did mean slave, and there are those that would argue, well, that's the same thing, and it really is not. A slave was a slave not by choice, But by their master's control. Um, A bondservant, what would happen in New Testament in biblical times? A bondservant often was previously a slave, and then at some point were freed, uh, but made the decision to remain with their master. And so they became a bond servant at that point. Uh, So there is a difference in slave and bondservant in in my opinion, the um, the the idea of a slave who is controlled by a master is more realistic for us as Christians. That is really the idea of who we are in Christ. We are slaves to Christ. We are owned by him. We are controlled by him. Now, so, in our Western context, the ideas that we have of slaves that could cloud that sort of picture. We might picture a slave master or a slave owner as someone who is um who is unjust toward their slave, and that's not the idea we need to go with <laughs> so uh because of slavery and what we've experienced in Western culture in the past few centuries. Yes, there, there, there has been wrongs committed, there have been wrongs committed in Western culture uh, surrounding slaves. But biblically, uh, in biblical times, a slave did not necessarily have injustices committed toward them. Yes, that happened with the, the people of Israel, the Hebrews, uh, when they were in slavery, in bondage in Egypt. But often, masters were good to their slaves, Um, and and in saying this, I am not at all justifying owning people as slaves, that's not what I'm saying, but sometimes we have a different idea um, because of what we've experienced in Western culture, it clouds our judgment on slavery in biblical times. There were many times when a slave would choose to remain with their master. Now, why would you remain with your master if your master was not good to you? Um, And so in this psalm, Psalm 123, as I mentioned, some translations, instead of using the term servants, will use the word slaves, and I think it is a better reflection of what the psalmist is going for here. Um, When you read this psalm, you realize that, okay, let's suppose that the term slave is used, that um, that there there is not any injustice going on here. Behold, as the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so the eyes look to, So our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. So this is a metaphor. This is an analogy of a slave looking to his master, his or her master, for mercy. And in the same way, we look to God for mercy. And so this is not a slave owner that is committing injustice toward the slave. So I have chosen to use this term Purposely in the musical setting. So don't be thrown off when even though in my ESV translation it uses the term servants, I have gone with slave. And uh, if we could get the idea out of our minds that in biblical times slavery was always bad. Um, there were times when the master was incredibly good uh, to his slave. So, moving on from that, that's not the purpose of the psalm. (laughs) Let's get into the psalm. In Psalm 123, verse 1, To you I lift up my eyes. In other words, I know my help comes from you, and so even though I am in the pit, I am in distress, my eyes will be focused on you, O Lord. O you who are enthroned in the heavens... So the ark and the cherubim in the most holy place were, in a representative sense, God's earthly throne. But the psalmist, like Solomon, knew that, uh, for example, in 1 Kings eight twenty seven, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. God is outside of time and space. Verse 2. So our eyes look to the Lord our God. So the servant or the slave here watches the uh, slave owners. Or you could think of this if you have a job. The employee looks to the employer for a variety of reasons. To receive orders, to hear instruction, to receive salary or provisions. And so this verse teaches that God's people are utterly dependent upon him. And for every aspect of their well-being, may we never... Forget that. It's often difficult to remember in times when things are good for us. We can get the idea that we are doing this all ourselves and forget that God can take it out from underneath our feet at any time. Verse 3. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we have had more than enough of contempt. So the strong wording here has led some to date this psalm To the period following the Babylonian exile of the 6th century. That's not certain, but that is what some historians have dated this psalm to be. So there is not a lot here, but it is packed with the idea of trust in God. And complete and total faith in God, understanding that as his people he will take care of us. And so, as you, you could say, as the slave, or as the employee, or whoever, as they, these people look to those above them for their provisions, for their guidance, in the same way we look to the Lord, because we know He provides for us, and He guides us. So here is Psalm 123, set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
1: my eyes to you, enthroned above the skies. As slaves look to their master's head, to you I lift my eyes. As to her lady's head, a slave girl turns her face. Show us your grace, O Lord, let us your favor know. For we are filled with their contempt, and all the scorn they show. Our souls have had their fill of scoffing and hand to you.